Welcome to Generation Business. We're here at Maison 10 with... Thani Nandini Islam. Who is an awesome writer, speaker, who is also an entrepreneur um, extraordinaire. And, and welcome to the show. Thank you. And I'm so happy to be here. Oh, good, good. I'm, I'm so glad. You did an awesome presentation reading from your book. You're, you're a novelist. That's really, really awesome. But you're also... Uh, almost a jack of all trades. Why don't you tell our people um, what do you do? All so for me, I try to follow my obsessions wherever they go. So I'm a writer, but the things that I'm writing about uh, are always connected to gender, sexuality, the experience of Bangladeshi and South Asian immigrants, botany, the natural world that we live in. And perfume felt like a really amazing way to explore that. So I created High Wildflower as a way to tell different stories through the olfactory sense of scent. Because that is a visceral experience that you experience on the body, on the skin, which is a different you know, way of telling a story than reading words on a page. Wow. Well, yeah, that's different because you feel and it's tactile versus... Yeah. And I'm very sensual and tactile, so I wanted different, multiple ways of telling that story. But so is your story is very sensual and tactile, yeah, too. Yeah, it so, is. Yeah, it's very, uh, just listening to you, uh, and you can see it on my, on my Instagram, you'll be able to see it, um, rick.rawls. Um, but it's very sensual, very real, very raw, very honest. And... Um, I like what you said about the passion of one of the reasons you wrote it. Why don't you tell our audience about that? So to me, I wanted to write a story about Bangladeshi immigrants and their children because I had not read that in American fiction. I'd only read about Bangladeshi immigrants in the British diaspora when I read Sadie Smith, and she's a black British writer. And that was so profound for me in college to read characters who are my people, realizing that I had not read my people in my own country. Right, wow. So it really is like, you know, my country was formed in 1971. It's not that old. There's new stories that are being told across the diaspora, and I wanted to bring my voice to that. Well, that's good. You give people a voice who don't have a voice or who don't are seen, and this is, especially in this community. Who are given a voice. Right, who are yeah. given a voice. Yeah. Well, you know, and you're making a room for them yeah. and inspiring others, especially yeah. in this city. You said there were 700,000. Yeah, in the city. Yes, I, I know that to be back. I know a couple of my friends are from Bangladesh and they go back and forth. Um, your perfume line, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So High Wildflower started in 2014, the year before my novel was published. And I started High Wildflower because, again, I needed something that would allow me to survive in the city as an artist. <laughs> it's a hustle, I think. So I started selling like small batches of candles that I made on my stovetop, mixing perfumes, going around the shops in my neighborhood saying, hey, do you want to carry the line? And it was started really humbly. I was printing labels on my computer, like on my printer at home. Like everything was very, very DIY. I remember those days. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, we have to do it as we can. Right. And the first market I did, I made $500. Wow. And I was like, okay, $500. This is actually a thing. Yeah. And I kept on with it and I kept teaching myself graphic design. I started teaching myself how to do marketing, how to like all the things that you need to know in a business. Right. It's not right. just the product. Right. It's the marketing, it's the PR, it's the advertising, it's sales. Right. Um, so those skills started coming. Right. Yeah. That sounds like a familiar story. I did the same thing. Yeah. You I had to build you, a brand. Yeah, you build a brand, you, you 
you know, 17 years later, we're doing multiple things now. Yeah, because so, you, you know, get better and better each year. Yeah. And no one gives people opportunities when they are not coming from the dominant culture. In right. this country, it's like white men who have all the money and power investing in each other. We have to fight if you're black, if you're indigenous, if you're a person of color who's, you know, coming from my background, Muslim, South Asian. I mean, no one's giving you the chances you have to make them. My parents, like, have worked so hard their whole life, and it's still a negotiation of what their retirement plan is. Well, you know, and the thing I think... <laughs> like, they more, don't... It's not a guarantee. Well, I understand. And, but I think we're in a situation right now where that's becoming more... It's shifting. It's shifting it's tremendously. Shifting. And I've so seen much. It. There's so much power now from communities right. where you have black-owned business, you have Muslim-owned business, you have women-owned business, you have all these people who have been marginalized. Right. I think the next step is getting that big investment money. And, and I think that's what people are coming back to communities to do that. Yeah. I, I know friends of ours that are... They're doing that. They're doing They're that. investing in their own community. Right, right. And, yeah. and encouraging... And I want to do that too. I want to give artists and women chances to thrive. I mean, my right-hand woman is a young makeup artist who is so talented. She's the beauty director of my brand. And we met doing a shoot in New York. I mean, it's such a New York thing. It's like you meet cool people. Like I'm meeting you at this gallery. Like You just meet people living your life as an artist, trying to spread the word about what you do. Well, and you do that, and you inspire other people who would not ever think about even moving exactly. in that, that direction. Well, you keep on doing it, too. I always teach about, I teach on spirituality, too, and one of the things you know, the wealth is just going to come to do whatever you want to do, and you just keep on moving. Are you from New York? No, I'm from uh, Georgia, originally, and moved here about 10 so years So was ago. that other yeah, uh, man that I was talking to, Jim yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow. Um, so, what would you leave our audience with? Um, leave them with two things. An inspiration of what to do, like how to get started, and, and then also how to contact you and, and all your friends. Okay. So, my words of inspiration for you is that it's really scary and often, you know, feels like you're very alone when you're an entrepreneur. And those feelings can sometimes be loud. Those voices can be louder than the voice in you that's like, no one else can do the thing I do in the unique way that I do it. And it's really important as you keep on to find those people that are just beacons of light and positivity that tell you, I need what you do, I love what you do. Finding those people, not isolating. I think isolation makes us a little bit more, everything's more scary when we're isolated. I've had moments in my life doing the business where like the boxes I got for my perfume printed wrong and I cried about it like a baby. Yeah, well, I, I've been there too. Yeah, yeah you yeah. cry, like you cry, because yeah, you're yeah, like, that was thousands of dollars. And nobody understands. And nobody understands. There's my glasses. It's pretty amazing, isn't she? <laughs> Are you interviewing? Cheers! <laughs> um, so, keep on. And then, the way you can find me is Instagram, very visual brand, and it's at High Wildflower, H-I-W-I-L-D-F-L-O-W-E-R, High Wildflower. Well, wow, thank you, and um, and you'll be seeing her on my Instagram at Rick, R-I-C dot R-A-W-L-S. I'll have a little snippet in her um, Instagram and IG, and then we're going to be having her on our launching network soon. Um, you'll be stay tuned for that. Thank you. Uh, this has been Generation Business. Thank you for joining me. Bye.